no. Mental days and mental days. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure, like, you probably had some events going on and then, like, everything got canceled, right? Yeah, basically, like, I was um, supposed to be at South by Southwest. I probably would have been performing by now. Yeah, like, I know, like, a squad of you got, like, a showcase, right? Yeah, um, so, basically, um, DJ Rockman, uh, he's, I think he's an NPCC member as well. There's so many, I kind of get confused sometimes, but I think he's with him. Um, from where I see things, he's kind of, like, a representative of, of the southern part of the United States when it comes to Nerdcore stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, he usually does his thing at South by Southwest called Nerdcore Days and Nerdcore Nights. And this year we had it at this place called the Kick Butt Cafe. And mm-hmm. because of the COVID virus, um, despite us trying, we we just basically got canceled because you can't amass a certain amount of people at a location. So right. it's like, damn. Dude, that sucks. Um, do, do you, did you have to, like, cancel a bunch of flights? Did you have to have, like, things? Um... Well, well, like, me, because of the way I got in my flight, I wasn't able to, like, credit or anything in that aspect because of Expedia being, like, down. So I couldn't even contact them to try to get anything. Yeah, which it's like, I'm, I'm just like, I paid for it, like, far enough where I wasn't really, like, mad about it. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. You know, it's like, it's really nobody's fault, like, immediately that I can speak to about it. You know, it's just more in a sense of, like, it's just a bad timing overall, I guess. Yeah. So I can't get mad about something that no one else can really control. Well, fuck. That sucks. Like, I know... I know I would be pissed. I would be hitting up Expedia like all day and I would be like, Hey, where's my, I, I need something, you know, I need something. Um, like for example, I think Southwest, I don't know what they're doing during COVID, but I know for Southwest, um, whenever I cancel a flight, they're like, Oh, we'll credit your account and you can apply it to any other flight and you have like eight months to rebook another flight. Um, which is interesting. Um, it's better than nothing, but still. Um, well, let's actually get started with this episode um, so I can introduce you real quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of hit recording because recording I'm like, eh, why not? Pre-talk talk. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's always dope. So this is how you record people through the phone now? Yeah, Zoom? yeah, yeah. It's so nice. I, you know, Vic put me on this. <laughs> really? Yeah, Vic from Old Podcast Matter. Shout out to All oh, Podcast no, I, Matter. No, I definitely remember Vic. Um, how's he been? He's been doing good. Um, That's good. All, all things considered, he's been doing fine. Um, like we just finished a, um, we did a movie review recently, and I guess oh, on did a show. you? Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. What movie did you review? <laughs> Sonic. <laughs> oh, well, that's a good one. I think. Yeah, no, it was good. It was awesome. <laughs> Okay. It's right in the line of like how the both of us nerdy nerdy people know each other. So it was good. That's dope. Yeah. 
uh let me introduce you real quick uh so hi guys welcome back to don't cast and drive this is your speaker person veronica tyler christie most times v sometimes v um and someone struggling on the other sides i have <laughs> <laughs> oh man <Awesome>. everything <laughs> went bad i tried making no noise i was just gonna move somewhere and then my phone just like flipped out and then he just yelled yay and i'm like all right <laughs> we got future daddy <laughs> or future daddy to twins we have grayson on the line <laughs> sometimes known as nightwing and previously known as maverick <laughs> How have you been? Oh, Grayson. I have been, <laughs> I've been busy. I've been really, really busy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, uh, how's, uh, how's your, uh, how's your girlfriend, wifey? How's she doing with the twins growing in her? <laughs> she's, uh, <laughs> she's, she's, uh, pregnant. <laughs> and <laughs> she's good. Like, no, nah, like, it's, it's like, I, you know, she has her tongue, so she's uncomfortable and stuff like that. So, for those who are listening, and, this, and is, this is the real good. story. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm glad she's doing awesome. So, those who are under shutdown or possibly under shutdown, a lot of the schools have shut down. I'm sure Grayson right now is feeling the impact right now of daycare. Because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone's having a good ass time in the background. <laughs> yeah, he's hype. <laughs> How old is he? He's two. Oh, so he's not even in school yet. I was thinking school, and I'm like, what am I doing? This is a baby. <laughs> no, actually, the funny thing is, is that because remember the time difference between us is that um, he's he's like our like you you said like four thirty for the original time, but for me it's a three hour difference. So it's like nine to ten o'clock now. Uh, so it's just late. It just that he's she's hype. I don't know why, uh, but it's cool. Like I'm just trying to find something for him to watch, like Doc McStuffins or something like that. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's 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 like there's like ah, there's no fakeness over here anyway. So. Yeah, no, I I'm, I'm glad you you're doing you're doing the thing and you're you're being responsible. So if you know if he feels any obliged to talk on the podcast, just let me know. That's <laughs> no, alright. It's it's okay. You know, it's like like I I put my stuff out on Front Street in my music anyway. So and you know I like interviews. So it's nice to like you know like hear one of the you know people that I care about outside. <laughs> this is this is not bad. You know. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. So tell me what else has been going on. Like, uh, so, you know, I mean, aside from like, you know, South by Southwest, um, did you have any other big conventions lined up that were canceled? Actually I haven't, um, or at least not yet. I was this year, funny enough, this has been a very, very productive year for me. The reason why I can say that is simply because um, I've actually gotten a chance to perform at MAGFest in January. 
um, due to circumstances. Like it was just like a, a chance of my colleagues I was going to perform with because I featured with them, and they basically um, couldn't make it because they were going to another convention in the same month, and I was going to the same one. So luckily enough, I got to perform for them again uh, for Mag, and then I got to perform at Pack South, which both of those events I haven't gotten to perform like pack like magfest i've gotten to perform five years ago when i was maverick and then this circumstance and robo rob hooking it up at the same time and them being familiar with my performances helped out a lot so i'm like happy and blessed on that but this year alone i was really planning on like slowing down with performing and etc because of the fact being that um, I'm having twins, so I didn't want to move around too much and be away for too long, at least until a certain time frame. So the South by Southwest show was literally going to be like my last one. And then I was just going to like Mac out and chill unless it's like an immediate area in the Pennsylvania area, or maybe even New York, if I'm stretching it. And then May was going to be like deadlock. I'm not doing nothing, <laughs> but basically, um, other than that, I didn't, I, you know, like, it's kind of like for me, opportunities kind of come back to back to back for me. So yeah. in a sense, um, one minute, you know, I'm at one show and then I meet the right person and then they realize I'm in a certain area and then they want to want me to work with them in another convention. And then it's like, oh, cool, I, can, I can make it there. And it kind of goes like, like that. Yeah. No, it's nice. Last like, year, I was lucky enough to have them book back to back, but I'm sorry, my bad. No, you're all good. Um, <laughs> yeah. For anybody to give context, like, this is normal between me and Grayson whenever we talk. <laughs> I'll try to say something and then, like, he's still going. But I say that in a good sense. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I yeah, love it's, the it's... fact that you can just go and go and, like, you always got, you know, more to say. So I do apologize if I accidentally step over you. <laughs> No, no, I, I'm I'm apologizing because I don't know how to be quiet sometimes. Is I talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. I remember our first like talk before, right before Mag West last year, and we got we got some things on the same page, which I'm really really happy about. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, like you you can go, <laughs> <laughs> and he'll tell you straight up too. Like he's not gonna like you know beat around the bush or none of that shit. So yeah, you know, I can't. No, no, as as it, you should be. <laughs> um, well, shit. Tell me, tell me about your whole name transition. Um, I kind of picked fun at you at a at a on an episode that you didn't really have a chance to defend yourself because you weren't there. But um, tell me about switching from Maverick to to uh, Nightwing to Grayson. Right. And I'm I'm glad to actually I think you're the first person to ask me this on a on at least a platform. Like uh, there's a lot of colleagues of mine that's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <'Cause it's laughs> like, from from a perception standpoint, like, you know, no one no one like gets to walk in your shoes. So no one really knows what's going on, but it's like unless you tell them. And then sometimes I do say it out loud, but I say it in rap so they kinda like don't catch it. But for Maverick to Nightwing, when I started rapping, 
and I my name was strictly like Maverick the Ronin in whole. Mm-hmm. You know, I I made a de- I, I kind of name I made a name for myself with just the luckiest blessings of chances of meeting the right people and them seeing my talent and then me continuing to show the consistency that I can do what I need to do to get to move forward in what I do. But at a certain point, you know, like, I, I guess I can, I can't say like a traumatizing, I guess like it is, but maybe like, like just breaking, basically heartbreak. It, but that's not the main reason. It was just one of the reasons that made me feel like, like musically and overall, I wasn't the same anymore. My priorities changed up because Maverick was, Maverick was the SoundCloud rapper. He okay. was the person that was strictly like so focused on numbers and trying to gain numbers. And if he didn't get enough in a certain amount of time, he felt some way despite how good or bad the song was. And he put people on a pedestal and and gave them power that they didn't need to have over him. So, and because of the fact that Lucky enough, like, thanks to NPC, Richie, IQ, Kadeshla, shout out to everyone that's fan, Mega Rand, everybody, Kian, God rest his soul, you know, I was put in a position where I wasn't only a social, uh, a a SoundCloud rapper, because to me, a SoundCloud rapper, it feels like a local rapper, but technically worse, because at least a local rapper is outside. But like a SoundCloud rapper is strictly on the internet. Local rappers, you can make some money if you know how to do it. SoundCloud is like, at a certain point of time when this was happening, I, I couldn't make amass any type of funds unless it was through Bandcamp, and I wasn't doing it the right way of promoting it, you know, because I was so worried about numbers alone. I wasn't worried about money coming in for me, which helps out the day-to-day, um, especially travel. So me changing from Maverick to Nightwing, I felt different. I felt I felt better as an artist. I felt different as an artist. I felt... Maverick was known, like, even though I'm always going to be the game and not a gangster, like, mm-hmm. that's always going to be my moniker. That's always going to be me. It's just that the way Maverick was going about things, the way Maverick wrote, everything was different. So I had to change Nightwing. Now, even though Nightwing's run, even though it seems short, it's just shorter than Mavs, obviously, because I've been rapping for six years. So Maverick was four years in and Nightwing was two. Mm-hmm. Nightwing did make a very, very, very big impact because, and it's crazy. I sound crazy talking like they're completely different people, but it is all me. But it's it's the situation of I made the right moves. I started making the right moves. I started learning the right things, and basically priorities were changed into a more direct manner. I was being more introspective in my music. Um, through through a lot of advisory from Kadesh Flow and Richie and everybody else because I could read in between lines of when people say stuff not only directly to me but through interviews, etc. So I started doing that more and started enjoying it. And at the same time it was helping me with the situations that led me to be being a different person. Now, Nightwing to Grayson because I'm, I, I like being slightly complicated, and at the same time, I'm thinking in a way where 
it's not, I'm not trying to be plain. The way I spelled Nightwing, I spelled it N-Y-T-E-X-I-N-G. Now, of course, that's not, when you try to pronounce that, no one is going to think Nightwing, they're going to put Night King, Night Xing, NY Texing. I got, I got all of them throughout Night the two Shing. years. And yeah, Night Shing, there's one, you know, and for me, at first it was a joke and it was funny. And then I realized, oh, I really fucked up here because people can't pronounce my name. They could probably spell it, but sometimes my name's not on a flyer. Sometimes there's no there's no poster or flyer for a show. Sometimes they just go strictly off my name. And if I say Nightwing, they're going to type in the regular Nightwing and they're not going to find me. So I had to really make a, a business move to change the name into something that was easier for the consumer to find me with after they see me perform, after they see me rap, at the ciphers, whatever. And at the same time, because of the realization that I was having twins and I'm gonna be a father, um, it, it, it put my mind in a whole different perspective that I'm still kind of like thinking about now musically. Like I'm still going to do music. It's just that when these kids become born, like when they come in like two months, I'm, I would like to see how hard I would go for them. Like everyone around me that knows me kind of already says like, yo, you're going to be a good dad because of the way you act. And it's like, yeah, but I'm excited to see like how hard I'll work for them because I'm a Libra. Libra is like helping people more than even like helping themselves. And I already gotten into the form of being able to help myself without feeling guilty, but being able to be a father and take care of them is a whole different like anticipation that I never felt before, which is why I made the song Twins to say that to them because I've had that, had at least the first verse in my head for since I found out October 11th, which is the day after my birthday. So it was kind of like Grayson is the, I think it's, the end of the evolution that I'm going to. I promise everyone that's listening, I promise anyone that knows me, I am not changing my name again. I won't keep it as Grayson. Um, the way I spelled it is still kind of like weird, but it's not too weird as G-R-3-Y-S-0-N. The reason why, simply because I couldn't spell it the regular way because someone else already has it. And you know how that goes with business. And at the same time, I'm going to be turning 30 this year. Dirty so thing. I thought three, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm going to be up there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and it's like me being Grayson now, um, I'm learning a lot more of everything I've learned from Maverick, from Nightwings, Sagas, from not only musically but networking-wise or business-wise of what I have to do. And I also have to... I can say Grayson's a lot more stern on things, even though sometimes I don't, I don't want him to be like in aspects of like, I, I have to, if I'm not afraid to say, I know my value to people. Cause like, I can say honestly, Maverick and Nightwing has probably given out a lot of features and a lot of them are my friends. So they're cool. But like, sometimes I've worked with people and they didn't go, they didn't do the, the right business by me, like let alone spelling my name right mm-hmm. in aspects or making sure they told me the song was out 
that I featured on so I can help promote it or them not passing me a split, et cetera. Like Grayson, because I'm having kids, my mindset is more like, yo, if I do something the wrong way, fuck, forget my food coming out of my mouth. It's food coming out of my children's mouth. Yeah. Not only and not only my twins, but the two kids that that my girlfriend's sons, but they're my sons, you know. Yeah. And you're I have still, a lot of love still, for them. Yeah, you're still in that you're you're the dad. You're dad. Basically. Yeah. Like once yeah, you, like once you find yourself in that family, you know, and you're building a family with you know, with those boys, like your dad. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's a wrap because luckily for me, like, you know, my like my father that took care of me, um, God bless him, I love him. Um, you know, like that's not my biological pops, but that's my pops, you know. Like yeah. I they know my real father. And he has never made me feel like any like I wasn't his son. He never made me feel like I wasn't his child. Like sometimes people say we look alike and I get confused, we make a joke and we keep it pushing. So in in aspects of that is, is that I only can hope that I could be as good as dad as him and my older brother as well. He's a good example of a great father. Um, and for people that listen to my music, at least a lot or go through it, which is available on Grayson.bandcamp.com because Bandcamp is waiving the tax fees. So if you want to purchase any music from me now, it's a good time. But <laughs> basically you know, I have a lot of respect for my dad and my brother for how they be fathers. And me being a part of that club is an honor. Yeah. And I, I'm already, I think I'm, I, I've slowly gone into the aspect of like, like things don't hit the same as it used to when I wasn't a, a dad or I didn't have the responsibility upcoming. Like my job would be like, yo, we got overtime, man. I don't want to come in. No, like I already got 40 hours. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, yo, we got overtime. All right, I see you. See you Friday. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Like, if it conflicts with a show, of course, then it's a different situation because it's like, all right, I already have something scheduled. This is my this is my business that I'm trying to have. This is my empire that I'm trying to build. That way, hopefully, it can help out my kids in the future in any way possible. That's still there. Of course, it also helps out with decision making with music because sometimes it's like oh man there's a show over here and this but it's no they don't let me sell merch and they're not paying me oh they want me to pay twenty dollars or forty dollars or something here to perform you know before some situations just because i was bored and i wanted to perform and get my name out there it was like yeah sure you know i got 40 and i still got 40 but it's like i does that 40 go to somebody that don't give a damn about me and probably gonna have me do 10 minutes or do i know my value as an artist and I've performed in front of people before in different states. Nah, situations are different. So now that's basically what Gracie's at. Right. I, I want to interject real quick about that. So I've been for the longest time since I graduated school. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I've kind of transitioned from being a trombonist music teacher to being kind of more of a journalist now and I'm mm. not call, I'm calling that my title a little bit but not something that's like strict you know what I mean because I'm still more musically yeah. oriented I can still do trombone gigs I can also do backup vocals for anybody who needs it voiceovers whatever so I'm pretty versatile right yeah um I've also done projects where I've had to like manage 
projects within mm-hmm. the nerdcore world as well as the professional world, like the professional business world. So um, with all that stating that, of course, at first you start where you're you start off with either doing these things for free or mm-hmm. you do it for a low amount of money. And mm-hmm. at first you're mm-hmm. like, okay, the exposure is good. The exposure is good. But then that turns into a meme, right? Because then once you're, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, the sense of quality that you, of work that you put out there, you got to really start making priorities, especially if the, if the demand is increasing. So I've been telling all my friends, and this pisses me off. It's like my pet peeve. When I hear mm-hmm. a friend of mine who I know is a super talented artist, instrumentalist, whatever it may be, and they're doing something for free, I'm like, first of all, who's the audience that you're performing for? Why are you doing it for free? And how much do they need you? You know, if you're like, you yeah. know, with trombone players, trombone players like in classical orchestras, it's one, two, three, right? Two mm-hmm. and three are often kind of replaceable. You're not front lines, your face isn't seen, whatever, right? And they pick another trombone player who can read the music. That's fine. You're replaceable. So that's okay. Jazz bands, same deal. But if you're asking me to do a solo project and I'm the only trombone player there and you're asking me to do something for, for free, that's backwards. Like you need to actually pay and compensate these people like the lifetime amount of work that they put into this thing. I'm so tired of people doing things for free and a low amount of money when then like you really need to start grasping on like the value of yourself and really start demanding like, hey, I would love to do this. However, like there's a minimum requirement of this amount of money for me to actually do this. Otherwise, like, I'm so sorry, but there's nothing else I could do. Like, you know, try, however, like, yeah, it to phrase it. like there, there's a type of finesse that goes with this and the finesse is, is needs to be cultivated within an individual, right? Like my method yeah. of demanding compensation or asking for compensation is not the same method as Megaran does it. You know what I mean? Or my, or how Megaran does it is probably completely different than how Beyonce does it. So <laughs> it's one of those things where you kind of have to find the way to kind of make that work. So that way people understand your value. But yeah, like, like you said, you have to become a little bit more picky because then you start to drain yourself. Then you're pulling yourself away from other priorities in your life. For example, the family that you have. Um, and then, you know, and then it also really shows your community like, oh shit, they're really taking this serious. I mean, I knew they were good, but the, I can't, you know, for example, like, like, oh, you're asking me to do the cipher. I need 50 bucks for the verse, you know, something like that. Right. Mm. Um, then it's yeah, like, and, and sorry, go ahead. My bad. My bad. Go ahead. And I understand. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And I understand homie hookups, right? Like if you have a homie who's like starting to do things like at the beginning, and they're like, I don't know, like, I really want to, this is my first cypher ever, like, this is what I want to do, right? And you're like, yeah, I'll help you out. But if it's like a really, like, a like acclaimed, like, producer who's been doing it for over 10 years, and they're like, yeah, so I want you to do my cypher, then there needs to be a little bit more backup. Because it's so disrespectful, even from that producer standpoint, to just ask for things for free, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like, for me, it's like the word compensation or because it's like conversation compen- I'm not going to pronounce it right I just did it right the first time but um, yeah compensation can mean many things to many people so like for me anytime I go out anytime like the two times I went to Cali times I went to Texas 
time I went to DC, everything I done is how can I flip it? In a, in a way, in my mindset, and it's like this, like I'm, I'm originally from Brooklyn, if people don't know, I live in Pennsylvania, but I'm not in the suburbs still, so it is what it is. But flipping a brick, like that term or phrase for drug dealers, you get a brick, you flip it, you get your profit. Same thing goes with business. You you spend your money, but you make sure you gain profit. You don't get net loss, you get net income. And you either think about your month or your or the long game or the whatever time frame it helps out with. So it's like for instance, if the rap nerd, he's a good colleague of ours. Shout out to you, homie, if you're listening. If he asked me to do a cipher, you know, it's an automatic, yeah. Because and not only because he's a friend, but I also know that at least in his business, as far as I've known him, it's something that I could come back to like, hey, y'all, I'm going to need a beat here. Or I'm going to need something here. You know, same with uh, another colleague, A.O. Lyrical. You know, the the things that I can do for him or other artists that I've met throughout the years, anyone in OG in that aspect is kind of like, it's nothing wrong with a trade, you know? And... You just got to make sure is that trade worth it. Now, of course, with me, like like how you were saying, like especially instrumentalists, people that you know the instrument, all of you should automatically be getting paid no matter where you're performing at, whether it's in a hall, a church, a basement, no matter what, because you have learned an instrument, you have learned a physical thing for years. Like rapping, there are rappers that happen to have a gift and be like this. Mm-hmm. there's not a lot of instrumentalists that can learn in two weeks of an instrument mm-hmm. unless you're like some type of super genius and that's rare in itself. But, you know, and, and so like for me, it's kind of like, I completely understand what you're saying on that of you shouldn't do things for free. And that's why I'm always not only in my music, but also in my statuses and tweets and stuff, even memes that I put up sometimes is that you got to know your self-worth because no one's going to tell you in whatever industry, mostly the music side, and I'm not even deep in the music industry, nerdcore or regular hip-hop, despite the fact that it shouldn't even be a different thing, it's all the same to me. But mm-hmm. it's like, if someone can get you on the low or free, they will. And But you also have to know, because there's this, this the other side to the coin, at least for the rapper. Some rappers might be trying to say out loud on a status, yo, I'm charging this much when they're not as consistent as a J Mega Rand. Like, for instance, I know Mega Rand's price. I've, I'm a fan of him. I worked with him. I paid that price because he's worth it. And what comes up after it is a flip. Now, in so many different ways, it could be a flip. And it's how you flip it. In the same aspect, I've seen artists colleagues and people that I just kind of just stroll by the internet and you just see it where they'll even put up one fourth of a price that he would put up. And then my question in my head is, are you even one fourth of, a, of the thing that you're doing with Rand? And sometimes it's most of the time it's no, like, are you doing one fourth? And then it's, then it has to go to me. I, when it comes to rapping, I'm a gladiator in this. I, as you've seen me, even in fun scenarios, I take rapping kind of seriously in the sense of, like, I try to do good. If Even if I'm having fun, I try to do the best that I can in it because I have a really large respect for the hip-hop community 
and hip hop is a culture to me. So in that aspect, I have to put myself in the shoes of, okay, this person's trying to charge me this. Okay. Is my value higher than theirs? Mm -hmm. And then I just have to make the honest assessment of saying, hey, not really comfortable paying that. Maybe another time. Because maybe I want to work with them later. Maybe money's tight and I don't really want to spend something on... If I'm spending money for a certain artist, then I might as well spend it on someone I know is going to try to at least give me that money back or can build a relationship in a way that can make my business grow even larger than what it already is. And me, lucky enough, I've learned this not only through the journey of being Maverick, Nightwing, and Grayson, but also through my small time of being in college and doing marketing and accounting. It's kind of like, it's easier for me to get onto it because a lot of artists are sensitive. Mm -hmm. Like I remember a time where someone hit me for a verse and to be completely honest, they weren't that great. You know, they were okay. You know, they could have been better. And he sent me the song and I was like, all right, it's going to be like 25. And then the dude was like, well, you know, then that makes you, makes me feel like you're better than me. And I was like, okay. I could have went through the argument of telling him like, well, you, you came to me. Mm-hmm. So you like, cause it, it, it is a reason why they call your name. Is it like as a journalist for you or Trump instrumentalist? Cause I might, I'm about to say the whole word wrong. Trump, trombonist or whatever. But, um, <laughs> but they, if they call you, there's a reason they called you. There's a reason why they call your name. There's a reason because not only of how dope you are in your skill, but how consistent you are in your work in general also goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Me personally, there's been artists that I paid for for features that I will never work with again because they made me wait a long, long time without giving a proper communication with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing too. It's like, I've always been business savvy as much as I can, as long as I go. But it's like, like right now, I have no time to be, I don't want to say patient. I'm not trying to be impatient. It's just that I have to be, I have to check people on what they, on their word more mm-hmm. when it comes to working with me, because I've been blessed to work with people that have done their side of things that they're supposed to do. And they've done it where they didn't even have to. I was a fan on this side asking them to do this. And they said, yeah, sure. And they got it quick done. And then they showed me because they respect my craft and because they respect me as a person, they're, and they're good in business, they're going to do what they're going to do to make sure their business stays intact. Just like a review on Yelp, same thing with rapping. Mm-hmm. There's guys out there that get too cocky in their skill, whether it's because of numbers, whether it's because of all their fans or what they say or whatever reason they they treat people differently depending on what reason and that always will aggravate me because i feel like if you're going to take a job any job you're going to put 100% in it you don't you don't don't half ass on anything because that's you in the end of the day and if you're not going to be proud of every single thing that you do then is it really worth it of you doing it because then you you still use time up to do it you just elongate to stretch it whatever way you do it so for me i'm always the type that if i can i will you need a verse i'll get it back to you within a week or day even depending on when you call me 
you know yeah. so no i feel the same exact same when it comes to interviewing those who i like to interview like mm-hmm. if you're gonna make me jump through hoops and do all the stuff like first of all i'm not getting paid for this podcast second of all um mm-hmm. i will invite you to be interviewed and it's up to you to say yes or no so if I was getting paid for this, obviously, like, of course, I would split it and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy to be interviewing this person, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, if it took me hoops where I'm like, I'm being hungry for somebody, sure. But that's rare. But if I know that mm-hmm. it's someone who's, like, up and coming and really trying their best to, like, you know, make a name for themselves and they just need more content, like, I am just trying to do my best as a service to help them have at least something like, oh, hey. I'm an, I'm an artist and I've been doing this a while. I've done a few interviews. If you want to go check it out, like that's the source that I'm trying to provide for my community, right? I'm not doing this to become famous. I'm doing this so that way I'm trying to provide more content and actually let people understand the artists behind the music. Mm-hmm. And so, but if I say I'm interested in doing an interview with you and you're going to jump through hoops and not, and not follow through, or you're going to make me do all this work. I'm not going to do that. You know? Like a, yeah, it's, it's yeah like like it's you rude. said, you're not getting paid for it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, exactly. And that's the biggest thing. A lot of people, they don't put themselves in the shoes, even though they went through it too. Whether it's interviewing, whether it's performing, like I have, because not only do I do music, as you might know, I've put on shows in my area, mm-hmm. and even to the recent one, you know, even to the one I've had Mickey Fax hosted. There have been people that have flaked out on me and they didn't even give me the common courtesy of telling me in ahead of time so I could prepare for it. I learned the night of. And then that puts me in a perspective of like, how much do you respect me and what I'm doing over here? Okay, now I know what to do next time. You're not going to get a call from me. You're not going to get asked from me. Even if it was for the free, you was getting a benefit from it because you was going to be in front of somebody that I paid to get out here. It's, it's that mindset because not only are you not getting paid for what you're doing, but you paid and downloaded and used things to get this going. Because to me, especially on the nerdcore side of things, there, even though it's growing and bubbling up more and more that I'm noticing, and I'm trying to push that forward by working with them and sharing it and putting the word out, not only to the nerdcore side of things, but also to the regular hip hop side of things, because we're not that far off. Um, there are not a lot of platforms for interviews there's not a lot of platforms for your music to be played there's radio stations here and there i guess like sprinkles but there's not a lot and to be honest is like uh, every nerdcore artist that i've met is very and vastly different not only by their musical styles of how they perform but also as a person so them having a conversation with you or with anybody would be spectacular to listen to because someone I I learn things a lot from interviews and hearing people talk. I listen to the Joe Biden podcast a lot, you know. <laughs> yes. And yeah, and I peep I peep things. Shit, I'm trying to I'm trying to get interviews going so I could get a platform for people to start talking to get their stuff going because yeah. as an artist the, too. By the way, real quick, just to quickly interject, I didn't mean to hop into your thread and be like, "Hey, I'll interview you." <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely no, mistook that and I said oh he's actually trying to do his thing I my bad I'm gonna step out and I'm gonna wear no, the, but that's the not, of shame it's not a, it's not a bad <laughs> thing because hey it would be nice to interview you and what you do like I, I don't mind interviewing anybody I just needed to find a way 
you've helped me find out a way of how to record and call like this app. Oh, I'm going to use this. This is going to be great. I do yeah. it the right way. I can get interviews going like this because I like talking to people. I like having a conversation. I like, and I'm, I'm the type of person, like you said, I don't, I don't hide behind a bush for nothing. So if there's certain questions that need to be asked, I would like to be answered. I feel the fan base or whoever is listening would like to be answered. I would like to ask those questions. But, and of course, in a way that's not offensive in any type of way or, or as sensationalism, I feel like, especially journalism, there's a lot of sensationalism going around. There's a lot of credible news sources that rather get the news out story first and then make sure that it's 100% correct. And because of that, that's why everyone be acting scary when it comes to anything that's going on. And that's why I guess I can say our generation and lower don't even take things seriously as it should be because of the fact of we don't we don't even know what to take serious sometimes. Because sometimes we hear one thing we think is the thing because we hear it from official newscasters saying it. And then the next week, it was a lie. Mm-hmm. Not many times we heard Steve Urkel died and this dude is still alive. Like, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. like first time you hear it, you kind of tear up. Like, no, not, not Steve. Not Jaleel. He was, he was Sonic the Hedgehog. Come on, son. And then you hear he's alive. And you're like, oh, thank God. And then it happens like 10 more times. And then now we're desensitized from shit. So I, it's kind of like, like... Remember how many times there were scares with Ric Flair? Yeah. And Ric Flair's close to that. So imagine when it actually happens and it's like, oh, damn, he's really gone. And we're like stuck. And that type of stuff sucks. You know, it's like, like, what are we supposed to do with this aspect? Not even like what we're supposed to do. It's a, it's a situation of artists that want interviews. I like interviewing people that are not trying to charge me to do an interview. Because there's a lot of podcasts and stuff that does that too. I got to pay $40 to get an interview in, even though I'm bringing people to your platform to listen to. At the same time, artists need to support and share who they worked with, even if they didn't do an interview with them in a year, because they can always go back. Like, for instance, while during this quarantine, even though I still have to go to work, I've just been off for the weekend, but mm-hmm. I've been using the time available that I have left, especially before these kids come, mm-hmm. where... Um, my next album is already in the mixing process and is waiting for three features. Yes. And the project name is Libra Complex 2. And is a perfect feeling of that project finally coming and getting the second one since No Masters 3 was a recent one. And the reason why is because Libra Complex to me as a project, the first one and the second one, is more off of how I'm feeling as to something structured. It will still be having structured songs, but everything is based off like how I feel about certain things, how I feel about being a musician, traveling, and, and the successes that I'm going with, being a father, um, dealing with colleagues who might have either almost had a falling out with, had a falling out with, hashed things out with, things that I needed to get out there because at the time of certain things happening, I'm not the type to put it on front street. I'm the type to handle it, but it's still something that needs to be said. Not only with that, with family, with, with everything. So Libra complex two will have that. And for people Libra that are com- listening. Complex? In, Say that one more time. Yeah, Libra complex. Perfect. 
Yes. Yeah, because I feel like Libras will forever have a complex to deal with because we, we, we like things balanced. And when things aren't balanced, when things don't make sense, it freaks us the fuck out. <laughs> no, I love how you said that because I'm over here being a being an Aries and I'm over here like twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like like for instance, like, you know, like 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 we've had our conversations with other things. If I say like, yo, that shit don't even make sense of why they do that. Like yeah. it, it I don't see the it's like me saying like I don't see the reason of it. I might not even have to understand the reason, but if I don't see the reasoning of action, it's mm-hmm. like, yo, that shit don't make sense. So with Libra complex is kinda like me speaking on certain things not only of that has bothered me within the last year since making no masters three and libra complex two but also talking about the joys that i'm having because i can honestly say libra complex one was made during a harder time in my life when i was dealing with certain things yeah libra complex two i'm kind of more on a higher hill of things i'm a lot happier mm-hmm. you know so you will you will definitely hear it. You probably get a sneak peek as soon as it's done. I'll probably send it to your email. But yes. you'll hear sneak peeks, free sneak peeks. Of course, you support who supports you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you will hear like you will hear certain songs that are very different from me. You will hear songs that are that are more polished, better, because I'm always trying to be a better rapper overall and stuff like that. And since that's in the mixing process, I've also been doing, um, I've been trying to work with, I'm not going to call, I'm calling them YouTube rappers, even though they're rappers still, just that it will understand, like, people like, none like Joshua, Game Boy Jones, mm-hmm. uh, Dreaded Yusuke, uh, Savvy Huga, I've been doing more work with them, because I have had a blessing, because of Game Boy Jones, to, and none like Joshua, he got me in there, yeah. both of them, where I've gotten to do ciphers, in their big posse cuts. And I love doing ciphers. I love doing posse cuts. And especially about the stuff that I love about anime, cartoons, et cetera, where I'm starting to do my own series of that. Um, but basically I've done with Game Boy Jones, I've done a homunculus cipher and I was, I got to be the character Rash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was so dope. Yes. I remember that. That was like one of my favorite ciphers. When I saw you on that, I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. I'm, and I was happy. Yeah, it's just the whole thing, like, excuse my language, but I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so warm. This is awesome. <laughs> like, I feel you, I feel you. It's, I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I've gotten to do that, and then i gotten to be on the Dragon Ball Z cipher that Game Boy Jones just recently put out, which I'm pretty sure is near a million views already. Which is oh, amazing, because really? I think so. Like, it's close. Because it was, like, two months ago when it dropped out, dropped out, I guess, and it hit, like, 500,000 in the first month. And I got to play Yajirobe, which is hilarious, because of the fact of I got to play Yajirobe not because of how weak my skill set is, but because of how sure he knows that I can do still do a great verse despite using that character. Mm-hmm. And the background of him knowing that I used to be Maverick the Ronin, so I was like, "All right, well, you gotta get someone with a sword." So it's like, "All right, you know, what I mean, I did my thing, and it was it was fun. It was dope to be in the same cipher as none like Joshua's Game Boy Jones, Dreaded Yusuke, um, Nem Raps, so many, so many artists, including Mark Cooper, Kick Flames, 
digs uh, digs the prophecy who are people that I've worked with for years too. So it's like, oh, this is dope. And now the most recent one I've been on, which just dropped today actually, was none like Joshua Cipher for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind, and I got to play Mista, um, which is he had the stand called Six Pistols. If you read the manga, Sex Pistols, and I did a quick eight bar, like a very 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 fast eight bar, and it's like it's getting a lot of traction, um, and it really helps out because it's like I like working with these gentlemen because I know none like Joshua Game Boy Jones are very good at what they do and they're very professional as much as they can, at least on my interactions with them. So for me, it's, it's nice to see that I, that they respect my skill set. They even let me be a part of their thing because they garner enough attention where they can look me over and I completely understand why, but they don't. And it's nice. And that made the spark into me of trying to do the same of ciphers. Cause I always want to do ciphers and stuff, but it's kind of like the people and colleagues that I was rapping with at the time online wise, sometimes they wouldn't jump on it because the, the, the popularity wasn't there. And now that I, I think I have the network enough that I could just put a post up saying, Hey, yo, who wants to do a St. Sire cipher? Who knows about St. Sire? And I can get four other people and boom, we got one. I got one black clover is the first one that's coming. Um, more than likely it will be April 11th. Um, April 1st, I have a new single called Stuck in My Ways that I did with Kick Flames, and it's produced by Rossi K. Mm -hmm. I'm having a lot of content ready, readying up for people to listen to. Not only musically, I'm doing a vlog series that I've already started, yeah. and it's called G&G Explains. I've done Mortal Kombat last year, and I had to take a break because of the effect of the news and, and the touring and everything, but now I am currently halfway through recording uh, Gina G explains Tekken, which I'll explain the lore of Tekken and everything that has been going on, at least the more important details. There's some details that you might not need to know, but I keep it, you know, concise on what you need to know. And maybe little hints here and there, and then after that, I'll do Street Fighter, and then after that, I'll probably do Soul Calibur, and I'm starting to do that in that aspect of fighting games, because I feel like there's not a lot of of information to go out especially on the vlog side of things that someone is explaining the story in detail of what's going on and luckily for me i've learned the lore of a lot of video games that i played throughout the years especially fighting games yeah dude no that's yeah like... i know I, I went mad long and i'm so sorry no <laughs> you're okay like you went on Jesus. everyone's laughing i bet you anything anybody you laugh like listening to this is like laughing like oh she ain't paying attention no i am <laughs> no, no, no 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 i was like nah she's there i know you're there but it's like god damn <laughs> no you're all good like no i'm i'm really happy for you that you have managed to get to a a a um well, it's not pedestals, the word I'm looking to. You got to a degree where you're able to, like, you know, jump around to different worlds. And then also that you're starting to collaborate with all of these people. Like, I just did an interview with Kick Flames, and he's, like, he's such a sweetie. Like, he, <laughs> he was just excited. <laughs> that, yeah, I've never met him before, but he was so down to just do the interview. And um, he's also very talented. But, like, you guys are also part of, like, the same kind of, like, family, like, Otaku gang. Um, yeah, I, actually, um with kick and i like because of, of people changing names kick flames is like his third or fourth name i met him about five years ago 
I believe, maybe four. And we worked together. And he was going by Hero at the time. No, he was going by Queso. Queso Little Dragon. Then he went by Hero. And I think that's when he changed to Kick Flames. And now he has the moniker of Little Fish, but he's still Kick Flames in Little Fish. So <laughs> I used the rag order back then. I'm like, God damn, I, like, I just put a song out and put Hero, and you put yourself Kick Flames? Don't change your name again. And then at the same time, he does AMVs. <laughs> He, he's actually the main one helping me with the visual side of what I'm doing and with OG as well. Like, originally, I got him in that for that reason. And then, we re- like, they realized that he could rap. So it was like, oh, yeah, dual, dual wield. You know, it was great. And so he's, he did the animation for the Black Clover Cypher that's coming out. And he's on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll more than likely be doing the other ones that I'll be doing as well as doing he done some animation on the side of editing for the Mortal Kombat Gene and G explains. And he's also doing Tekken as well, because even if I do have the time to do it, my computer is not powerful enough to sustain it. It probably will shut off if I try to render it. So, and kick flames is a better editor than I am. I got, I'm spotty here and there. I do good. You know what I mean? But I could do like quick projects because as well, <laughs> Oh my God. As well as doing all the other stuff I'm doing, I'm also doing like GNG freestyles here and there, where yeah. I'll do like an industry beat that I like and partake, or something that might just be popular and it catches my ear, and I start rapping on it. You know, give it like two two minutes, maybe a minute, and then just have it out there on YouTube and SoundCloud for people to listen to while they wait for the next thing. And I'm just trying to be consistent during the time of me being a father because. Yeah. Honestly speaking, that's in my head. As well as all that, I I I will have a project for the summer. It will more likely be a four or five track EP. And I think I'm gonna call it PS for PlayStation. And nice. the five four or five songs will be dedicated to certain games that I've loved from the PlayStation series. Mm-hmm. Not it's not going to be only PlayStation, like only like there's not there's not going to be a God of War track. I haven't played that in my time. I know the story, but I haven't played it. But yeah. you know, there, there's definitely a song about Tekken because of Genie G Tekken. There's going to be a song about Dragon Ball because of Dragon Ball Z Budokai and Budokai Tekaichi, and there'll be other songs correlating into that. That way. I, there's at least something for people to hold people over because ironically enough, I can't put my old projects that I did as Nightwing on the streaming sites under Grayson. I'll have to just re-upload them as Nightwing. Yeah. And because the way streaming services work, they don't let you re-upload your own music if you change your name, but they won't also let you change your name on your main page. So you'll have to make a whole new page, which sucks. Complete uh, ass, but I, I get it. Yeah, but it's like, and for anyone listening, heed my warning. If you change your name, etc., don't delete your old music off the other one until you know you can put it up the other way because that's going to be a tedious task to re-upload stuff that I've already put up before. But eh, it's my fault. Yeah, well, I mean, going back to the whole name changes, like. I think with any artist, like, down the line, they're always going to, like, people are just going to change their name. I meant to say this while you're kind of explaining the name changes in general, um, because mm-hmm. you're not the only person who's done this. Like, yeah, we give you a hard time because yeah. the name sounds so contrasting, but think about it. Like, 
Megaran from, went from random beats to Megaran. Or random. No, he went from random yeah. to Megaran. And then um, then you think about, like, mainstream artists, right? So you think about, like, God forgive me for comparing you to Eminem, but, you know, Eminem had, like, different personas. Like, he had Eminem. He had Slim Shady. He also had Marshall Mathers. And it was really dependent on the, on the context of his music. Like, you know, if it was, like, silly shit, like, with D12, that's Slim Shady. But if it's, like, real yeah. shit, like, 8 Mile that's probably leaning towards more on the, the Marshall Mather side of things. So, you know, and I'm even the same way. Like I am mostly like a vocalist, like sound effect person voiceover, but that, that persona for me is Saya V. If I do any nerdcore anything with anybody, which has been mostly features, I'm usually sailor V and you know, my podcast persona is sometimes V. So, and, yeah. and, you know, on a regular day and like out in the sun, my friends just call me V. Um, so it's just like, I have different personas based off of the type of work that I'm doing. And so like, there's nothing wrong with that, even though we, we pick fun at you for it, but there's like literally nothing wrong with it. Cause people do that shit all the time. Like the Raptor, yeah, the Raptor was yeah. the real world sound for the longest oh, yeah. time. Yeah. I met him as the word sound. Like it took me at least a year to start saying rap nerd first instead of word sound. Because per- personally, I like word sound as a name, but I understand why rap nerd would be something different. Because, you know, it's like, I, I, it's, it's, it's for me. Are you still there? I can't hear you. Did. Hello? Uh-oh. Oh no! Body that does stuff differently. You know, it's it's kind of like like some. I've had a cop with me, but here's how you can hear me. No, Wait, I, can't I can't hear you. No, I can't hear you at all. You like glitched out for like a minute. Can you hear me now? Yeah. So let's pick up where you're talking about uh, Durabo oh. and how you liked the the real sound better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like the word sound like the word word sound a lot better, but I, I understand where he changed his name from. And for me, it's like like a good, good friend of mine, Trey. Um, um, he's dropping album soon. Actually, he's really a dope artist. Um, you know, he's one of the people that like we play Apex. He'll fuck with me, make jokes and whatever. But I know from his heart, he wants me to do great. So there was times where we would have a conversation. He's like, "Yo, you changing your name, you might lose what Maverick is gained." And I'm like, "So you think?" I'm like, do you think I had to actually have this saying this to him and other people? I'm like, do you think Maverick? I'm like, you think Maverick is doing better than Knight right now? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, let me explain something. I'm like, Maverick never gotten booked for Magwest. I'm like, what's that sound? Are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, that was weird. You like literally cut out for two minutes. Oh, oh, oh man. Yeah, it's like even like my computer showed that you jumped off for a second and then you uh, got back on. Yeah, because I heard din din and I'm like, what the hell is that sound? Yeah, I thought that was weird too. Like, I'm not doing anything different. Like, I turned my head one way. I'm like, oh shit, but I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I've been turning my head all day. Oh, <laughs> anyway, I think we should probably come to a close since we're getting some technical difficulties. Yes. Yeah. That's so, fine. yeah. So, um, other than that, um, Tell us, everyone, tell everyone how they can find you. Okay. Let's hope this isn't cut off again. Um, 
Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at I am Grayson. Grayson, you spell it with G R three Y S zero N on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to find my Facebook page for whatever reason, which I do put my videos up as well on there, as well as other content aside from Twitter and Instagram, it's still Nightwing slash Math because Facebook is very, very, very difficult on letting me change my name there, which <laughs> Nightwing would be spelled N-Y-T-E-X-I-N-G slash M-A-V, which you can tell, yeah, I've been trying to get the Mav off for a long time, so... That's the way that is. If you want to find me on YouTube, just look up Grayson, the way you spell Grayson, G-R-3-Y-S-0-N. The reason I'm spelling it that way repetitively, so y'all remember. Um, v already remembers, but whoever's listening can remember. Yeah. As well as all my streaming sites, same as all my streaming sites, same as YouTube, Grayson. Um, there will be a lot more music and a lot more content coming for everyone to listen to and everyone to see if shit. My, my Instagram is popping today because I got at least two to three different contents that I'm a part of that I've gotten to share so you can check out. Um, the JoJo Cypher Golden Wind, as well as the um, J Capital Peace, um, what's it called? Uh, Who Got Smoke Cypher. I have both of those on my Instagram and, and shown on Twitter and Facebook. You can watch those whenever you see this interview. You heard the man. Yeah, so go ahead and check him out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. And you'll find him now as Grayson, G-R-3-Y-S-O-N. And make sure you follow everything that V is doing. Say V, say La V, sometimes V, whoever else is V. Look them all up and find them. <laughs> I know, I'm just like, I'm going to go around and be like SV. That's like my initials now. <laughs> nice. That'd be hot. That'd be, that'd be dope. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, let's go ahead and close this off. I'm starting to hear the glitching matrix again. So take care of yourself, stay healthy, and I'll catch you soon. All right. All right. No problem. All right. All right, everyone. Thanks and good night. Good night.